Hey everybody, welcome back to the View from the Top podcast. This is Inigo Hill. It's been a couple days. Uh, I had some stuff to do, not related to politics, that I had to get done. I figured uh, I might hop on and do some, uh, do some talking, do some videos. So today is Friday the fifteenth. Figured I'd jump on the Elon Musk buys Twitter bandwagon and see what I and just you know speak on this a little bit. And then another story that I found interesting um, headed into the weekend. I'll do another video about Ukraine and NATO and a little in-depth and where we're headed there. Um, also, I wanted to do an update on Yemen, um, so we'll get to those at some point this weekend. So I just wanted to, you know, speak what my opinion, you know, all this stuff on – well, I use Twitter, but to me, Twitter is just another social media outlet. Um, I use it – I like it for news, and I do understand the importance of it in the political – electorial was that the word world you know a politics you know thing trends start on twitter things like that but i think we're at some kind of weird end game with twitter i think after the pandemic people are more focused in general um on their own lives in not for a i'm not saying this is better or worse but they're not they're too busy trying to make back the money they lost over the last two years to worry about um, the electoral like the views of ex politician I think it's a, going to be another very meat and potatoes election and the Democrats are going to get trounced no matter what it looks like on Twitter so the whole Elon Musk, you know, brings back Donald Trump to Twitter thing, I think would be great. But I think it's for the people who live on Twitter. Um, and that includes a lot of journalists and politicians and uh, political guys that I like, other podcasters that live on Twitter. They think, oh my God, Trump's coming back. It's going to save the whole world. When I guess it would, because the media that's being dismantled is in a battle with Twitter. But outside in the real world, this doesn't make a dent. Um, if anything, all it does is make people want to buy Twitter stock and maybe make a couple bucks there. But that's what I see. I see the culture has kind of escaped Twitter. Um, headed into I, that's just my feeling looking outside. Now, do I, as somebody who, you know, at one point was living on Twitter, what do I think about it? I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. Um, you know, the people that work at Twitter, I'm sure, are a little terrified about their job prospects. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, I did the meme thing, all that stuff. But I see these people that are still, like, resentful about COVID. And I get it. But now they're like, ha-ha, if the, the wokesters at Twitter, you know, like, well, the everyday guy at Twitter, I don't want them to lose their job. Like, I don't know this person. I, You know, that tribal – I know that'll – rub some people the wrong way that want to find a podcast that repeats everything that they feel and you know everybody wants to like pigeonhole people on the side but as you know i i'm a nomad when it comes to politics um because i don't stay in groups much long like very long because when they become groups um they're not something that i have any interest in i'm very post-politics my own world um i had i see no uh, victory in politics. Um, 
I think the only thing it's good for is a as a bull, bully pulpit, uh, changing hearts and minds. So if Musk takes back Twitter and there's some type of free speech absolutism on Twitter, that's good, I guess. Um, but I'd be much more excited about um, just CNN going bankrupt um, than anything ever happening on Twitter. I think there's alternatives that can be made. Maybe that's where we're headed anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, the battle is fun and the culture war battle over the wokesters and the people and the, the over exaggeration of a lot of people, you know, screaming and yelling about how this will be the end. This is the biggest thing since nine 11 It's the end of democracy. Um, we can't have these people treating social media like it's something that's not a delivery tool for propaganda. Um, you know, Max Boot and all these whack jobs are on there on Twitter talking about how, you know, this is the end of the world. It's the end of democracy. You know, too much information is bad. Um, but aren't we all kind of tired of exposing these people? Like, why are we even – and this is why I'm not doing it today. I'm giving you the picture of just Elon smoking a J. Um, I mean, that's more of a blunt, but, um, like, I'm not going, I'm not giving Max Boot any time. I'm not hashtagging his name. These people should be ignored and, and laugh, like, you can laugh at them, but let's not, like, like, bring it out there. I mean, that just puts them back in the, the, it gives them some kind of credibility. I would, it, I mean, just don't even acknowledge their existence. Um, you know, headed into the midterms, again, I, I just think there's, it's a predictable outcome and the Republicans are going to screw it up. They will because they're going they, And when we get into the Ukraine and NATO situation, we see that they're just as crazy assassinate Putin, this and that. So a dismantling of the system I'm always for, and this is another step in the dismantling of the system. So I, I'm all for it. Like, go ahead. That's fine. But I mean, I'm not, you know, I have other things going on in my life that I don't sit on Twitter giggling about, the spiraling of, uh, you know, Keith Overman or something. Um, I'm just, if anything, I'm afraid to live anywhere near those people. So another thing that's coming out today about, you know, and you can put it right in the same uh, category, dismantling something, dismantling the, the system. Well, the RNC held a vote and voted unanimously unanimously to withdraw from the commission of presidential debates so if you listen to joe rogan or any of these well joe rogan because he, that's all he ever brings up but if you know anything about politics we know you know that the re, one of the major regions we don't have any third party um presidential pol, um presidential candidates on stage at the end since ross perot is because the commission for presidential debates which is controlled by the Democrats and Republicans, um, puts parameters on a candidate's, you know, amount of signatures, uh, poll uh, percentages, which polls are acceptable, you know, just this biased, um, you know, uh, club that no one else is allowed in, where then they give you a couple people to pick from. You know, Donald Trump kind of, ran roughshod over that last year, last time when he ran, but the Republicans, of course, endorsed him because they saw it as a, a victory for their party. And, you know, he towed the party line mostly. Um, 
but a libertarian, a green party, these guys have never had any shot. So this is a big deal. Um, we see where this goes. Uh, you know, I, I don't trust the Republicans to say, yeah, we want competition. But um, I think if anything, it's a power play against um, the corporate biased media and probably the organization itself at this point, which is very, very, you know, outside of the the views of the base of the Republican Party, um, which, you know, for better or worse, is very is more anti-state, anti-imperial uh, and anti-establishment than the Democrats are at this point. That middle of the road, the people that say, oh, moderates, you know, I'm a moderate. I don't believe in any of these extremists on, the, on either side. Well, the moderates are the ones who started the wars. The moderates are the Hillary Clintons. The moderates are the Mitt Romneys. Um, those are the moderates. The moderates are the extremists, as, as Scott Horton would say. So if the Republicans are at least going to dismantle this and um, go somewhere else, see something else, I mean, this is a perfect time to do it. So let's see where this heads. But just some good news I saw pop up before the end of the week. So, yeah, I mean, let's just, you know, that's where I am with Elon. I'm not over hysterical. I, I just, I don't seem to get like that on anything, really. Um, you know, COVID's over. So, I mean, I don't know why everybody's still, you know, they, they COVID is over. And now the people that were like fighting to save the world from COVID are immediately going, we have to save the kids, you know, from the, the sexualization of kids at the schools. Just don't send your kids to public schools and stop worrying about other people's kids a thousand miles away because the, the best way to you know fight back against whatever the cultural mar cultural marxists or the neocons or the status whatever you want to do is fill your life with shit to do and family and community and just consider them some ancillary nonsense and don't comply with anything they say and you know a weak person will respond to that and say yeah but if you're not paying attention they're going to come in do x y and z that's if you comply or if you want what they're selling, and I don't want what, they, what they're selling. So, um, again, I think that's the best. I'm always like to put that message out there. Like, this is all entertainment. Elon Musk, entertainment. Joe Biden, entertainment. Um, I'm not going to get that upset. Buying Twitter is not the end-all be-all of my life. I think it's wild for the political landscape and a lot of people I grew up with and a lot of people I came up with that are, you know, podcasters and, and journalists and just in that, you know, Ron Paul, 2008 political world. But I unplug much more than a lot of these people do. So um, go Elon. Um, I'm probably going to hope it bottoms out, buy some stock and see where I go. That's not financial advice. All right, guys. So just uh, nice talking to you. Just wanted to check in. Um, we'll do a video on Ukraine, Russia. I saw some interesting stuff about, you know, the coverage is already leaning in America as the proxy war continues. Um, as you know, that's exactly that's the playbook right there. Get the people on board and then change the subject. Um, and then just where I see it going and just some things I, you know, I, I see out there. So we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll have another video up probably tomorrow on that. But until next time, this has been Inigo Hill, View from the Top podcast. Check out this video and all videos over on Odyssey, on 3Speak on the High Blockchain, and on YouTube for the time being. And everything is posted with links over on the WordPress. And then again, I'm on Twitter. Check me out there. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.